This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What it is, welcome to a new exciting adventure of Under the Umbrella of Tyrus and Timf. We now have the three wise men with uh, my special guest today. Now, these are dear friends of mine. We go way back. We all uh, were employed at one time or another uh, in the WWE together. My guest today, you affectionately would know him as Fandango. Uh, Dango. Or for those of us in Maine who build homes, Johnny. And then there's... Uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, JTG from uh, WWE Fan, and we always called him JTG. We never really took the time to learn what the initials stood for, which he was just JTG. So I think MVP came up with that. Came up with that one. So <laughs> <the> gimmick. <laughs> so since we don't know you, we should probably start with you. Even though a uh, couple things people need to know, just so they know, the bravest wrestler of our era is JTG. And I'll get thank into you, that. Thank you. I will get into that later because he did the most selfless. He jumped on a landmine for everybody. And uh, it, it was epic. And we were all cowards that day. And nobody in that locker room can argue with me, uh, I, myself included. We were all, we were all <laughs> cowards that day. Uh, we went. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. We went to Brazil. To I just felt like enough times passed where I feel like we can talk about it. And. <laughs> We went to Brazil. We went to a, we went on a, a tour. It was a Spanish tour. Oh, yeah. It was Spain and all that. And what I thought the biggest issue was Yoshi no <laughs> selling a super kick in a cathedral paled in comparison to when we all got home and received our first check. Woo. And some of us got paid minus eight dollars and seventy five cents, like legit for Brazil eight. Minus, we owed $8.75, and I thought I was winning because I got $67. So I was a little, <laughs> high, a little higher on the card. And as we all sat there and bitched and moaned and complained, but no one was going to do anything. And sitting in a corner, I hear him take a deep breath, and he just said, fuck it, I got to do something. And he tweeted, is this right? He put it out there, and it got the attention of the bosses, uh, Triple H in particular, who then wanted to have a meeting with Jay, and we were all basically getting ready to say our goodbyes. Like, he was done. <laughs> he, he was done. What's what was that? I told you, Jay? I see you on the indies. Yeah. <laughs> What's you know. that movie, Falling Down? Falling yeah. Down with yeah. Douglas? Yeah. That's exactly what it was. It, it, was the, it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. Yeah, he had had it. That's exactly what the tweet was. Yeah, that was that was the tweet. But there there was some uh, there was some things that happened before before that tweet. You know, I didn't want to do that. You know, the tweet was the last result, and um, I've been I was trying to I was trying to uh, you know have a conversation with with uh Mark Carano and and Hunter. I was able to get a hold of Hunter, and he kept pushing me off to no yeah I was having I wanted to have a conversation with Hunter. Um, 
but I spoke to Mark and Mark kept pushing me towards Hunter. So I've been trying to get a, get a hold of Hunter. Hunter kept giving me the, uh, oh, I'll get to you, I'll get to you, I'll get to you, I'll get to you. And, uh, you know, that was, that was, I had to do, we had to say something. Everybody was complaining. I was upset. I was hot. You know, you travel overseas, you, you know, I think at that time they were using our passion against us because they know we love this shit. And, uh, <laughs> I think I, we were tired of taking advantage of it and something had to happen. I think the best part was, I mean, you made a mistake in that story. You said we. None of us get credit for that. None of us. <laughs> because every one of us were like, I, I don't know, man. I, like, I like owing money. It's like, it's cool. It's like, <laughs> uh, they can't fire me because I owe them $8.75, so I got to work. Uh, everybody talked a good game, but no one said nothing. And like nothing. And that's what always happens. Everyone's like, we need to do something. You know, we're going to do something. We're going to do something. And and Jay just had it. And he was like, this will not stand. And then when it happened and we all got paid more, everyone was high-fiving him and stuff. But like, and then it was, I think it was a couple of guys that uh, was like, yeah, I was about to go in there. I was like, you wasn't about to do nothing. None of us were. We were all just, we all had accepted it. We were just moving on. We're just going to move on. We, we don't have time. And uh, that just says a lot about Jay as a person. So, Jay, real quick, how did you get started in this crazy business uh, called wrestling? Oh, man, I blame my parents. They made me fall in love with it at a very young age. Two years old, my mom was dragging me to MSG when I was only a couple of months, years old. <laughs> I was in the building in 1985 when uh, Andre the Giant and King Kong Bunny collided. Um, I was there for a lot of epic events in MSG because they used to run every month and then watching it on TV with my family. And I think I, I was looking, I was doing some meditation because I really wanted to know why I fell in love with wrestling. And the reason why I believe that I fell in love with wrestling is because uh, I saw how much joy it brought to my family. And I wanted to produce that same joy and see that smile on my mom's face. So becoming a professional wrestler has been a lifelong dream since I was a child to put that smile on my mom's face. And when she saw her baby boy, come out and debut at 21 years old living living mine and her dream you know that was that was one of the best one of the best days of my life um but my journey started at uh, in north carolina where i got some brief training and then i uh wasn't getting the, the training that i knew that i should be getting and i uh, eventually moved to ohio valley uh wrestling which is in louisville kentucky that's the school i uh i went to OVW. and that's where i graduated ovw yep that's where i graduated at I'll say graduate at 21. I received my uh, contract at 21. I got there when I was uh, 19, 18, I believe. So kind of like college. It was 18, 19, 20, 21. Eh, I graduated early, three years. But usually <laughs> it takes four years to graduate college. I kind of graduated early. And I was on the road. I was on the Monday Night Raw, uh, Monday Night Raw roster with my tag team partner, Shag, Shag Gaspard, uh, rest his soul. Um, and we were – we started – rolling from day one we were, we were fan favorites cool you know uh yeah because i used to watch um your videos because uh, i was in uh me, me and uh dango we were in um yeah. deep deep south deep south yeah much much Atlanta, different Georgia. place different place and uh we used yeah. to watch we used to watch ovw tv so we were very familiar with you guys johnny your story is uh Unbelievable. I mean, you guys were both young when you got in the business, but Johnny, you were literally a baby. I mean, yeah, yeah I grew up uh, in a real kind of like a uh, rough neighborhood, you know, uh, a lot of 
a lot of meth and uh, crack and um, just a, just a really kind of you know kind of crappy uh, you know trailer park situation. So I, I kind of uh, fell in love with wrestling. It was something that uh, I, I really it kind of kept me out of hanging out with the wrong people. You know what I'm saying? So. I fell in love with it at 15, 14. And then I, you know, I found a local promotion up here in Maine that was running some outlaw shows. And I just kind of started going around and uh, eventually started refereeing and then, you know, started doing matches at the age of 16. And I, I, you know, I started going on the road at the age of 16 in 1999 and I've been on the road since. Um, we ended up going out to Killer Kowalski school in uh, North Andover, Massachusetts, um, and then eventually moved down to McDonough, Georgia on my own dime and got a job at Applebee's and started training with Bill DeMont at Deep South Wrestling. That's where Georgia and I met. Um, I would train during the day, then go flip burgers at night at Applebee's and then um, kind of abbreviated version here. And then uh, April of 06, Johnny Ace came through and shut down the whole developmental uh territory and moved us all to tampa and luckily gave me a contract right there so who knows you know if, if i didn't get that contract i might have ended up going back home to maine um or managing a chain of uh, applebee's and right now being you know maybe in retrospect i did the wrong thing you know maybe i should have <laughs> to you know you never you know because like you, you sell yourself short now, let me just tell people about dango for a minute man because uh you guys were both babies i had already I was I did the football thing and I was bodyguarding and uh, and my my first experience was terrible. I drove cross country to Ike the Crippler Shaw's School of Wrestling in uh, Canada. It was it was not a good time. So yeah yeah mistake. Uh, me and my best friend were uh, our tag team name was Neighborhood and uh, we we had big plans didn't didn't quite go and I. Uh, took my ass <laughs> my summer my summer break was about three weeks and it was over and I got my ass back ready for uh, uh spring ball but uh or two days or whatever but um Johnny was I mean he would show up every day I mean at one point I, I think we thought you were living out of your car for a little while uh he had like run out I of was, clothes yeah, he, yeah. he had ran out of clothes we would when we got to go on the road, we'd go to the merch and take as much stuff as we can and bring it back to him. I think he had enough Hulk Hogan shirts to last him a lifetime. Like we, you know, but everybody loved him. Like he was just the guy that was. He, he was. He was a young guy. He had a, and the ladies love him. He's got a baby, but he, he's just got a wisdom about him. You know, he's seen so much shit that nothing phases him. And uh, we were, yeah. we were animals. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. You know, just animals. And he. I always respected the fact that Dangle always kind of took life in stride and could make a good joke out of a horrible situation. We both have that in common. He worked his ass off. He gets signed to a contract. Now, before he was paying to get beat up, he was paying <laughs> to, to get beat up and sacrificing personal life, everything to chase this dream. And he comes down, he has a match, and a, a guy tried to take advantage of him in the ring, and Johnny held his own. But the John Laronitis, uh, same guy who hired me, is looking at this kid and goes, hey, this kid's tough. You know, I remember sitting there, and I was like, yeah, we love Johnny. And uh, he was like, oh, man, I'm going to sign him. You know, and he, he did, and we were so happy for him. But in typical Boston, Maine fashion, the Jody Hamilton rests his soul. Goes over to Johnny goes, hey, congratulations on your contract. Now, 
Developmental deal isn't big money. It's like five hundred bucks no. a week, like Five, maybe. 500. Yeah, it's a, it's 500 a five hundred spot. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in some cases, it's a two fifty spot. So, <laughs> you know, and you're balling when you get seven fifty. I remember when I got seven fifty, I walked around like I owned the place for the day. You know, it's like, <laughs> hey guys, uh, Golden Corral's on me today. You know. <laughs> uh, Cause oh, we're, I miss you some Golden Corral. Yeah, you know, uh, I think we had a Thanksgiving at one. But, uh, mm. you know, Johnny couldn't even be happy, and old-school wrestler comes up to him and goes, hey, congratulations on your contract, but don't forget, you and I have a deal. He wanted him we to keep paying. We got to finish our deal. Yeah. What's the deal? What was the deal? He got to keep paying to he, be there. I got to keep paying to train. So I was, I was wow. paying – I was paying to be there, which rightfully so, as an unsigned talent. You got to pay to go to school, you know, whatever it was, three to five Gs, whatever. And uh, Johnny put me on paper, but then Jody's like, yo, we, uh, you know, we got to finish our deal out. So he wanted me to continue paying him while I was under uh, contract. I was employed under contract with World Wrestling Entertainment. I was like, um, you know, I'm not really going to argue with this guy. We'll just see how this works out. Then literally, like, two days later, we had a meeting, and Johnny's like, we're shutting this place down. Next thing you know, we're, we're ripping down banners and bringing totes out to a U-Haul. I'm like, yeah. well, I guess I don't have to finish our deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Jody. I love Jody. But no, I, I love like, the assassin. Know, rest man. his soul. But, yeah, yeah he was old but school was to like, the day. Like, he kept a – Jay, he kept the WCW yeah. flag in his desk. Like he was, yeah. he was like the last Confederate soldier. You know what I'm saying? Like WCW yeah. will rise again. Like he's, yeah, it didn't, it, it did not rise again, but, uh, he was hopeful, but, uh, you know, and then well, we end up going to Florida or whatever. And then, uh, luckily all of us made it on, uh, TV and we all had some pretty, uh, pretty good moments in the WWE. And then, um, speaking of moments real quick, I don't want to cut you off cause you mentioned, um, John, John Laurinaitis and moments. And I just want to give a big shout out to John Laurinaitis because uh, he made that special moment at the Hall of Fame happen. That was all because of John Laurinaitis because I was slated yeah. to do nothing. So shout out to John Laurinaitis. That was Laurinaitis. pretty cool, man. No, that was great. And for the fans who don't know, uh, JTG's uh, best friend and tag partner, uh, Shad, had passed away. And the WWE had inducted him. Not only gave him the Ultimate Warrior Award, which is uh, – amazing in itself then he was inducted into the hall of fame and a really powerful moment was i i don't watch much of the the product other than watching my friends just because i'm busy i still love wrestling i'll never not love wrestling but uh seeing you and his son do the entrance was amazing and powerful and i was so happy for that and knowing it was john just feels right because every one of us here has got a john a john larry nice hired me twice uh and I still have a good relationship. <laughs> I still have a good relationship with him, and um, you know, he's one of the guys that I wouldn't be where I'm at today had he not said, "Hey, kid, I see something in you." You know, so uh, yeah, we, uh, we shout out to John Laronitis for sure. But uh, mm-hmm. life's funny, man, because we all went off in different directions, uh, and we all had we all had a little hint at, at, at the the top spots and all that good stuff that goes with wrestling, and then life happens, and then we end up. Sitting in a locker room in the NWA owned by Billy Corgan, and uh, I was like, "Here we go again." the the band The band of misfits are back together. Our our NWA locker room is literally full of has beens, never was, should have beens, 
attitudes and you know whatever you want to call it. But uh, I argue it is the most fun locker room I've ever been in. Not that a WWE locker room was bad at all because we had a good locker room. But uh, yeah. it is just especially a fun now game. they got it's a good. I was backstage for uh, for WrestleMania and a few uh, few, few, few of the shows. The locker room is totally different from when we were there, and they have a they they they, they have a good the attitude back there is, is good. Yeah, because you're not walking around in eggshells all the time, just scared, oh, scared of your own shadow. <laughs> you know. And uh, NWA. And another thing, another big thing is another big thing is also uh, especially with NWA. I think most of us are much older and wiser and. Our egos. I think when we were younger, especially with WWE, we had, you know, we were very protective of our egos. Now it's a, it's a community. We all trying to help each other look good and and progress. So that's why I really, really love the NWA locker room. But that's not. There's no big egos there, and nobody's trying to big dog the other person. I love it. Yeah, you know, speak for yourself. I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, nothing worse than Dango coming in demanding his own locker room. Like uh, I want my trailer, Billy. Yeah, where's where is Green it? M and M's, green M and M's only. <laughs> Turkey jerky, green M and M's, and my own trailer. Candy cigarettes, all time. Yeah, hold on to your steering wheels, folks. We'll be right back after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, one of the things that I, I love about working with you guys is everybody just has fun. You know what I'm saying? It's like... We just try to one up each other in a positive way. It's not like a death match, you know. You, uh, you'll, you, you know what I'm saying? It's not like follow that. Yeah. It's like, uh, hey, what do you got today? And I was like, I got a banana. What do you got? And you're like, game on, you know. And then, <laughs> and then everyone's around watching the TV, seeing what's going to happen next. My my personal favorite was the baby oil uh, stuff. And hey, for you, anyone who wants to check out NWA, it's on Fight. Uh, TV. You get the app, or it's on YouTube. Check it out, NWA. But um. The banana spot was it was, it was all Tyrus's idea. Yeah, you guys know that right now. Yeah. <laughs> so is the baby oil, and I found I found baby Dango's oil. candy cigarettes uh, at a diner in Atlanta, <laughs> and I just Actually, was come to think of it, every every cool thing I've done in NWA so far, Georgie is you actually came up with. It. You're like, yeah. You're the mastermind behind all my. It, stuff. It's a lock. It's a locker room uh... <laughs> collaboration. Yeah, collaboration. Yeah, Chris Masters yeah. came up with Dirty Sexy Boys. That was, yeah, he just yeah. went with it. <laughs> yeah, Ma- Masters. That's the cool is... thing is we're all working together. We're all we're all trying to help each other out, you know. And and but like you said earlier, the egos are kind of checked at the door, which I love, you know. Yeah, we don't really. Nobody really has the the boo boo face, you know. It's like we used to. That's what we used to call it. Doing somebody was, and every one of us took a turn to getting murdered. And what I'm saying oh, yeah. is, like, you got three minutes. He's up. Make it quick. Uh, no entrance. That sounds like our, that sounds like our, that sounds like our loop, Tyrus. Yeah. That's not <laughs> that like, like yeah. loop. You know, and, and this is how cool Jay is. On one of our loops, I threw up on him. I was so, <laughs> so drunk, messed up from partying the night before. I went a little too hard in the paint in Germany. And uh, literally, one, he saved me from Dean Malenko. And 
And two, in the ring, he was like, did you just throw up on me? And I was like, <laughs> my bad, Briz. <laughs> That's cool, man, cool. Here, here, just try it. Like, he literally had to get me through the match. And a lot of guys wouldn't have done that. They would have went in the back and be like, hey, he can't go or whatever. And uh, he he literally, he probably saved my, my career at that time. So I'm always thankful for that. But we've always had a good time. And, and uh, we've always kind of been uh, – it's a weird crew because we've – we all kind of end up in the same place. And then we end up – you know, because uh, even with uh, Aaron or Sandow, that was the one thing. And Trevor, we had a whole discussion on what names to call each other because we all call each other different things, you know, like trying to, to lock it down because uh, Johnny is Johnny or Dango. Uh, I'm – you know, with my close friends is George or – Brodus or Tyrus and Jay's the only one who's been able to keep his three consonants together where no one has had to call him anything else. So I guess, I guess you're, you're winning in that aspect of things, you know, and, uh, and, that, was, and, and that JTG stood for, for three different things. So it, it didn't matter. Yeah. And you know what though? It's kind of brilliant. Trademark wise. You can't trademark letters. Nope. You know, I should have thought of that one. James T. Gimmick. You can't. Yeah. Jay the God, whatever JTG, whatever you want. I think I think Jay the I think Jay the God with G W A D is pretty good. I I, I enjoy that one. I, I enjoy thank that you, one. Thank you. That, that was well played. That was well played. And then <laughs> you, you have Jay the God, who is one half of the Dirty Sexy Boys. It's just with Dirty Dango, so you get two Dirties and a God <laughs> and Sexy Boys. I mean, you just the the stuff writes itself. I mean, this is. <laughs> It's just you just can't get any better than that. And then you have you our our boss is uh one of the most talented songwriters and let's say it, he's weird. Uh guys on the planet, you know, but he loves wrestling. So it, it works out really good for us. I'm glad he didn't go into kickboxing or something. I'm glad he's he's supporting uh, the NWA. But we got a good group of guys and then so you guys also have hobbies and other stuff you're into, which Johnny, you built houses. I'm actually in the Home Depot parking lot right now with my two <laughs> Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, actually, before I moved down to McDonough, Georgia, that's where we met. I was just a laborer, a mason laborer and gutting houses and just, you know, kind of jack of all trades, just, you know, young boy, construction worker. And then throughout my career, uh, was investing in real estate uh, probably, probably for the last 10 years uh, with WWE. Uh, just investing in rental properties in Tampa and in Maine. So, um, yeah, since I left the WWE, just kind of leaning more full time into handling my properties, and just maintaining them and, you know, getting people, you know, tenants in and out. And it's just, it's hard now with the real estate market through the roof that um, for investments, just trying to find decent investments up here in Maine is just ridiculous. But yeah, that's, uh, it's weird because people uh, always see me on TV with sparkly pants, and when yeah. I'm off TV, I'm wearing I'm wearing like overalls, and it's just like, man, you don't look anything <laughs> like you do on TV. I'm like, well, I w- I'm not wearing sparkly, you know, vests at Home Depot, but it's just that uh, it's, it's grown weird. man stuff, you know. Uh, you had a funny yeah, tweet. Yeah. You had a funny tweet the other day. I'm, I'm taking some time off. Goodbye forever. Did, yeah, you, you know who? Well, felt- Brody always said that. Brody. Uh, that was Brody's thing. Whenever we'd say goodbye to each other, he always say goodbye forever. Well, um, you mess I, you mess Sandow up. You mess Sandow up pretty oh, good. Did. Yeah, he was he worried about me. Yeah, he, he called me up and he's like, "What's going on with Dango?" I said, "I don't know. Ask him." <laughs> Classic Aaron. 
I, you know, it's what, what, asking what do you me, take it as? Do you take it as like a suicide, uh, uh, suicide? Or he morning? quit the business. Like, and if he, if so, oh. what job did he get? You know, what, what, <laughs> oh, what is he doing? What did, what did he find that he didn't did, tell us about? You can't leave Johnny alone with his thoughts. Hey, George, uh, uh, George, you know where I was at two days ago? Uh, Penthouse. I was down by the penthouse. 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 Actually, penthouse. Uh, wow. <laughs> I was in Tampa oh, enjoying a nice Rays game, and I was driving by the penthouse. Penthouse, and I thought of you actually. Yeah, we had some. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, the penthouse. Penthouse <laughs> is a uh, orphanage just outside of Pensacola. We used to Florida. donate our time there. Yes, to yeah. young, young, struggling. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm just gonna stop. It was. A, it's a strip club that. Uh, they had free chicken sandwiches. But a nice strip club. But a, a nice one. Nice one of the best club. restaurants. I yeah. challenge anyone to find a better we know, steak. We didn't go for the girls. We went for the steak. We went for the steak, yeah, because we usually got oh, the robbed. Girls to be there. Yeah, because yeah, it would be awkward when they come over to the table because in my household, you had to wear a shirt at the table. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like, hey, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, you got to wear – can you put a shirt on? We don't, you know. I'm trying to eat a steak here. Yeah, you're trying to eat. We're having a meal of food. With friends, but yeah, we had some, we had some great immature times, man, and uh, especially in Tampa, we it got weird. It got a little weird. We we've seen some things. Got a little weird. You know, well, you know, we were we were we were uh, we were a tight group, man. We trained together, strength and conditioning. We we worked hard, man, and then you know we uh, would go down to penthouse, penthouse, and no holds barred. And you know, it's uh, rest. Know. Wrestling is kind of like being a doctor or a lawyer. It's like you get in, like you're in your own world, you know, because it seems like when people outside of the world talk to you, it's like a disconnect. You know, even even the language is different. You know, you can't go up to somebody else and be like, what up? Like the other night on TV, I called Gutfeld Briz. I was like, thanks, Briz. And he at the commercial break, he was like, what is that? And I was like, what is the oh, oh, uh, <laughs> It, it means it means brother. Oh, really? I'm your brother? No, it just never mind, man. Don't quit being a mark. It's like, no, it's we're great. Insta- we're institutionalized. We're yeah. institutionalized. So a guy like Arn Anderson, I ran into him a couple weeks or a week ago at uh, WrestleCon at the gym, seven a.m. He goes, "Son, we're a dying breed. Getting up early, training. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, you're institutionalizing the business, man. And, and it's it's like you're in this weird niche community." of guys and girls. And it's just, once you're in so long, it's like, you don't, it's like Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. You don't know how, like, you know, like Dango was here. Like, you don't, you don't know like, how am I going to make it out in the real world? It's real regular civilians, you know, like you're, I'm institutionalized, bro. I've been in the business since 99. Like, I don't know how to not be in the wrestling business. It's scary. You know? Yeah. I worry out. about getting a bar fight that I'm going to be mad because the guy's not selling, you know, like, a, yeah. It's like, <laughs> It's like a disconnect. Like, yo, this dude, hey, you're being a little stiff, man. Uh, <laughs> like, what's this guy's problem? I, gra- I grabbed the whole wizard up to yeah, like, arm. Hey, what are you doing? Like, oh, you know. Hey, can I tell it? Ge- Georgie, can I tell a quick Deep South story before we move on? Yeah, yeah, my dude. My first day at Deep South. So my first day at Deep South, I walk in. I'm paying to be there. So, you know, I'm excited to learn how to wrestle from the best of the best. As I walk into the arena, there's a, there's a backstage area where we change and review tape, and then out in the arena where they film TV is where we train. There's a ring set up, a 20 by 20. I walk out there, I see about 25 guys and girls training, and uh, I see four people standing on each corner squatting on the top rope, and, and uh, Tyrus is one of them. And, and as they were squatting, two guys were crisscrossing, hitting the ropes. And I just thought to myself, what the... 
I'm not going to swear so they don't have to edit it. But what the F did I just get myself into? And, so and I was, was my first and we were looking at you going, help. You. Is he help? He's not help. Oh, run. I just looked at you in the eyes. I looked at you right in the eyes. And I'm like, what? What's going on? What? Do, what? You're like, what? And you're just like, man, just don't say anything. Just just keep your eyes down. And I was yeah. like, oh, crap. <laughs> Dude, and, you were squatting on the top rope. Remember that? Yeah, and uh, I've, I've <laughs> shortly after that, I got told to use both. So when you get clotheslined, for some reason, one of our trainings was to get clotheslined at full speed over the top rope. and yeah. uh, But don't land on your feet like Taker or Kane. So what do you want me to do then? <laughs> so he was like, well, be different. Hook it with two arms. That's not uh, the way to go. And I, I had so much no. velocity when I went over. You hook with one arm because then your body will yeah. go away from the ropes. You hook with two arms. You're basically a, 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 a slingshot. And my knees went through the <laughs> – and my knees bent the bar. And as my kneecap was facing the wrong direction, and a coach walked over, and he's looking down at me, and I was like, Sorry, coach. And he's like, yeah, you bent the, you bent the damn ring. I was like, sorry. <laughs> it was like, well, you're going to be able to get up? Like, no, my knee's on the wrong side of my leg. So, no, I don't think I'm going to be able to. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and it was like, all right, man, get him some ice. Now, I don't feel like this is an ice situation, but you just, you didn't, you were just numb to it. I mean, that was deep south. It was training us. Oh, it was a wild west. It yeah, it was, was a wild, wild west, west. But you know what? I wouldn't have changed one thing about it because – there was nothing thrown at me, even life outside of wrestling that I cannot handle because I have wow. been through, I have, as we like to say, we have seen some shit, you know? Oh yeah. We, you know what I'm saying? We, like, uh, you, we all got, we all got together at TV, uh, the last NWA taping, there was like 15 of us. And, uh, there's like an unspoken bond between the, between us, the, the deep South crew that was at NWA. It's like, it's kind of like you've been through like Navy SEAL training camp together or something. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's like this weird little group. And uh, OVW's got the same thing, except like you guys were all celebrating your success together. You know, <laughs> you guys ran towns and did well. You know, we we had like one show, and like the, ro- yeah. the and the top rope fell off, and no one fixed it. He was like, "Figure it out." <laughs> like, sure. Don't you dare touch that dial, and if you do have a dial, you need an upgrade. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But, you know, uh, switching gear, because this show is not only about the greatness of our wrestling careers or not greatness uh, of our wrestling careers. It's also showing how we've transitioned and how we can handle today's topics. So mm-hmm. what I've done is I've got two stories for us to go over to get your life opinions, because are you both journalists or myself? No, we are not. And not even a little bit. We don't even try. Uh, <laughs> But we do, we have traveled the world and we have seen so many things and we know people. And that is not something that you can learn in the classroom. So I would argue a wrestler is usually can, a a good wrestler, a worker can 
bullshit through any conversation for at least 10 <laughs> minutes and sound like he knows what he's talking about. We're and, like strippers. Yeah. We're like strippers. We're like strippers. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Same costumes in some cases. So we're able to we're able to speak to anyone on any level. And uh, let me get on my uh, learned my learned glasses here real quick so I can read this this first story. I'm I'm pretty excited about it because I can't really wait to hear what you guys have to say about it because Mm -hmm. it I am I am absolutely shocked by this one. So and Johnny, you're in real estate. And yeah, uh, I briefly saw the topic you DM me. I gotta refresh my uh, refresh yeah, and my then JTG, I, I know grass. you've paid rent. I'm not sure if you own a home or or not, but you definitely have paid rent or two. And uh, <laughs> so imagine this a Virginia home listed for eight hundred thousand dollars. Oh, that's a pretty penny, okay, in, in cash. They warn, they, they warn the new owner won't have any access to the lower level and can't even view it because another person is living there with no lease. Wow. <laughs> In Fairfax, Virginia, it has five bedrooms, three bathrooms, and an entire level that is off limits to prospective buyers. The listing, which is going viral, warns the home is sold with the acknowledgement that the home will convey with the persons living in the lower level with no lease in place. It is unclear if the persons are previous owners who don't plan on leaving or if it was a previous squatter on the property. The listing also demands cash offers and says home is sold as is with rotting windows, a leaky toilet, and a deck in poor shape. The seller admits, oh, he admits, he's nice enough to admit, the home needs some TLC and estimates $25,000 in renovations. Uh, Johnny, I know you're into f- fixer-uppers. We'll start with you. Uh, would, is this something yeah. you would uh, venture into? So, it, first of all, is, is it Tony Gurria the landlord? Because I know he's invested in – no, I'm just I'm – just, For people sorry. who don't know, Tony Gurria is the most, <laughs> most frugal uh, wrestling legend of all time. And, he invested uh, a lot of his money into real estate. All yeah. he did was invest money in real estate. He he didn't even change clothes. There was no point. He would wash them in the hotel room. So <laughs> very frugal. So back to the topic, there's there's a couple legal ways depending on the lot size of the dwelling. So if the lot size, depending on what the code is there in, was it Virginia, was it? Yeah. Where was it? You know, so if, in Maine, in downtown Maine, if you have 3,000 square feet, of uh, lot size, you're allowed to actually convert that into a two-unit dwelling, which might be intriguing to the the seller because that way you could actually divide that, uh, record it in the local uh, uh, town hall or city clerk, and then you actually could probably try to sell the top unit for five and then try to keep the lower half intact depending on... I assume what happened is, is there's some family that wants to stay usually family messes up the sale so like either friend or family they end up not wanting to move out and then with with the uh the non-eviction going on with biden with covid i'm not sure if they extended that i was having some trouble with some of my rentals where i couldn't actually legally evict anyone because of the covid laws i think they might have gotten rid of that but um there's probably so many semantics that go into the situation but um, it sounds to me like a wrestler is the landlord, though. That sounds like a wrestler, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? That straight carny wrestler headline. And the other, the other loophole could be 
um, an excessive dwelling unit, which I've done in some of my units. It's actually a way you can add a second unit without having the ample amount of square footage where as long as the bottom unit is 40% of the total square footage of the property, you could actually loophole. I kind of want to talk to this landlord and get a, and get a cut because I think there's a way around this where we can keep the squatters and still make a payday. Nice. Classic. You know, Jay, uh, it's, it, it did go say the seller admits home needs some TLC. You're good with consonants. Um, it, it estimates $25,000 in renovations for a $800,000 house. I, I don't feel that's right. One last thing. I think they might actually still sell it with the market being so crazy right now. They'll probably get more than the asking price. Dude, the market Virginia? With the people living in it. They'll figure it out. I guarantee it. They'll end up selling it. The market's insane right now. George, what I'm trying to figure out, because I, I want this information. Uh, I, I need to find out these loopholes. What, what makes... Why they're not leaving the uh, and I heard this story uh, on different scenarios too, where people are in the home and they and they cannot leave, and this was before the pandemic. So what are what are these loopholes? I just need need to know for a friend. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my friend, my friend, my friend. You got a friend who's a little short on rent, huh? Um, yeah. <laughs> so I watched this. I watched this documentary on Netflix, and it was called uh, "Worst Roommates Ever." And yeah, um, yeah. if two things I learned, squat, these people would rent out their apartments, their bedrooms to somebody. Yeah. And once they get in, if they're getting mail, you can't evict them. Like yeah. you have to do the paperwork and, and all that stuff. It takes forever. Can? Yeah. Like ever that you cannot evict them. They don't have to pay anything. Oh. Once, once they get mail sent to the address. That's their living. That's their dwelling, and you can't kick them out. So this one I had to lady, pay somebody off. I just straight paid somebody off. I go, listen, we can tie each other up for a year. You can end up staying here. I'm go. I go, listen, I'm just gonna pay you off, and I ended up just from the cash. Just, you just, it just, they can tie you up for at least a year, man. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. So yeah. So, what? Yeah. Is this real? Yeah, dude. Yeah, for real. For real. For real. See, this is a cultural thing, Jay, because it's two brothers. We see one letter and we like we out, pack it, wrap it up, let's go. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because we don't want the we don't want the neighbors going, "Ooh, you got two eviction notices on your door." Be like, "Well, he can't kick me out because I know the laws." We didn't bother to pay attention to nah, that. We part. didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, we didn't do that part. <laughs> we didn't do. We worried about getting pulled over and shit. We don't really worry about the the laws that yeah, the being pertain to. Yeah, that big notice on your door. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I mean, apparently, all that they still can't kick you out. So, this, yeah, this one guy was a professional squatter. He hmm. lived in one dwelling for eight years and didn't pay rent. And eventually him and the woman got into a, a physical altercation where she slapped him and said, get out. And he went into his room, called the police, had her arrested, put a restraining order on her. <clears throat> so she couldn't even come back to her own place. Oh, this guy, he, oh, <laughs> I don't know if he's the villain or he's the. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's he was a he was so bad. She had cats. He took them. Damn. Like oh. he got her for everything. Then moved this lady bought a, a forever home, and it was like by the beach. And he moved in there with her because he had good references. I feel like there's a little more to this story. I think there's a little more to this story. 
What, what's protecting you know, the landlords? What's, what's protecting I think the landlords, landlords got a squatter, and they're like, just sell it. Just sell it. We can't get rid of them. So you got to take the house as is, and it has two annoying squatters who aren't going to pay any bills and are going to stay there for as long as you can because we can't get them out because Damn. that's literally what had happened. So you are literally purchasing people. Oh, my gosh. You get uh, – Knowing this knowing this bangle, doesn't that, doesn't that put some a little bit of fear <laughs> in you? Um, it does, but I, I try to do – I try to do higher end units. Uh, so I put a little bit more into the unit and then furnish mm-hmm. it really nice. So I kind of, I, you know, when I first started out, I, I kind of did a, you know, a couple cheaper units. So as I've, as I made a couple of mistakes here and there, I, I, I learned from them and um, I haven't really had any problems since, but that, that was the one, I yeah. think I forgot to do a background check on her. So that was the one time that, yep. Got to do that. Um, and it was just, you know what, man, it was just, it was a hard time for everybody, you know, like people were out of work and you know, it just, it was a shoot hard time for her. And I didn't want to be a slumlord, but like, you know, it's just, it is what it is. I just ended up paying her off and you know, it, I ended up just, just eating it and you know, it's she's somebody else's problem now. So that it you is know, what it is. You know, and I, and and uh, our next story. So you guys both are somewhat active on social media. I mean, you're not obsessed with it. You're not you're not, you know, Zach Ryder with it. But um, <laughs> but um, you know, Twitter is 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 a big thing. We all use it for like bookings and, and to get ourselves out there and for business and whatnot and promoting. Yeah, yeah, promoting, uh, not so much for social. But um, what do y'all think about Elon Musk making that move? I mean, that was a boss move. Uh, he, he bought 14%, uh, I believe, of the company. So he he could Ooh. sit on the board, and uh, Twitter mm-hmm. lost their mind. Like, they, the, the woke lost their mind because Elon Musk is about as I – would, I would characterize him as a libertarian. He's just about free speech, and that's it. He doesn't, he doesn't care what side of the aisle you're on as far as politics goes, so, and we don't need to talk about the politics aspect of it. But he's basically crashing their little party. And then I believe it was this morning it was announced that he's making a bid to buy it for $49 billion. Is, is this – Yeah. See, the moral of this story is when you have fuck you money, you can do things like this. Twitter dissed him. They dissed mm-hmm. him, and he was like, okay, I'm going to buy it. Like He was like, this is like the greatest game of Monopoly ever played. Like He's got Boardwalk, <laughs> and you landed on his property. And what do you guys think? Is this a good move, or or you think it's going to uh, be – are you in, who do you, in favor of Twitter? Because they're – <sighs> Why haven't we thought of an app between all of our creative minds in the wrestling? Business, I believe instead of Jay did going to penthouse penthouse. Why didn't we come up with just one app between all of us? Funny you say that. I'm pretty sure Jay thought of an app. I did. I actually launched the app. I yes, he did. The, he did. The yes. It, yes. Yes. And, and it was actually uh, in, in the early stages of it. You you actually helped. You, uh, Tyrus, you're always helping when you don't even know you're helping. So <laughs> you was using an app called, um, I forgot what it was, but it was like a walkie-talkie type of app. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. It was audio. It was audio. And it, 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 my idea spawned uh, because my app um, was a re- revolver on audio. So you could talk, add photos to the image, and then you could add sound effects in real time while you were talking. And, you know, while I saw you using the app, I, I was like, man, this is going to be over because, you know, 
the guys don't like texting anymore. They, they want right. to just speak their mind and add some, you know, sound effects from, I don't know, Friday or one of your favorite movies. And it was a great idea. I got investors, uh, but I needed it. But the way technology kept moving forward, like I was, it was first it was just going to be on Twitter. Then Instagram came up with pictures and then I had to keep paying the upgrade. And then I just kind of got like, ugh. But it was a great idea. And also, thanks again, Tyrus, for, you know, you didn't know you were helping, but you did. <laughs> Sounds like okay, I got to if, blow, if, it blows up, if it blows up and you make billions off it, he's got audio confirmation that he needs to get it. Johnny, I think it was about eight years ago. <laughs> so, uh, I've, yeah, okay, I, think, right. I think Voxer died, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Voxer. Going, going back to Elon, um, I, I think he's going to make it a private platform where yeah. people have to get vetted, or is that the right word, vetted? Um, yeah. Filtered. You're going to get verified. More civil conversations instead of just people on there, kind of just verbal diarrhea and insulting. And I, I feel like he's going to use it more as a a tool for his company you know I, I think it's going to be more of a private deal and probably you know have an algorithm to kind of dissect and get rid of all the bots on there you know but that's just my opinion i think it's great because everyone will get a blue check and uh all the all the all the the marks who paid for uh their fake followers and all that stuff yeah, exactly. it, basically everyone's gonna nope. be taking their hair extension and social media makeup off we're about to see what everybody really looks like yeah no do fil- you agree with me do you think do you think yeah, that'll be i think so think i think and like i that? i i don't i hate uh fake accounts i hate uh people who troll Bye. and and all that yeah. stuff and buy all that for fake attention you know having yeah. having real followers or if you're that's a good way to know when like somebody is is just putting out a good message or actually has followers or those if th- those things are important to you because having fake numbers it just breeds so many things and it's so unrealistic hurts and then yeah. young people kids see that and they're like oh man i only have 200 followers i'm like yeah but they're real people that you interact with and know you know you could have yeah. 200,000 fake followers it doesn't mean anything and you can always tell they're like they'll write something, and they'll have two retweets and one million followers. It just doesn't <laughs> doesn't add up. And uh, I, I get calls about that all the time. Oh, I can increase your numbers to one one million. I'm like, why? I'm good. <laughs> you know, like, and they're lazy with it now. Now they they used to put pictures in it and like some posts. And now it's just like one picture, zero posts, one follow. Like that's not that's not a real person. So uh, that aspect of it, I, I think. Would be cool, but I I just feel like it's a boss move. Like you just messed with the wrong oh, yeah. billionaire, and when you have fuck you money, you really can do fuck you things. And this yeah. is that with a capital F. <laughs> Quick like question, buy a football you league. Like you could buy a whole football league. Yeah. You know? I know, right? XFL. Isn't that the <laughs> <laughs> I think it's at JC Penny now. I'm not sure, but yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm gonna ask. Um, I have two questions. Is uh, Elon Musk friends with Trump? Are they cool? I don't think because so. If, if, if he buys, if he buys uh, Twitter, you know, free, he's he's bringing on this uh, free speech, and does that is is, Twitter, is uh, Donald Trump going to allow to get his account back? I would say across the board, I think everyone should. I don't think anyone should be banned from uh, social media social platforms. Media platform. Yeah. But is they Alex Alex Jones is banned as well, right? Yeah, Isn't Alex Jones. Well, then then yeah. you mentioned that name, and I'm like, well, some probably. But there <laughs> there needs to be. I think people who talk 
craziness, and then they got all the fake followers, and they beef their numbers up, and they they sound more powerful than they they really are, or whatever. I think uh, there'll be less misinformation because you can go directly to the source that's putting it out there. So there won't be any more of the the fake uh, accounts that put lies out about people or voter disinformation and things like that out there. So guys like that won't have that outlet. Well, I'm getting it from this source and that source. So I think it's going to make everyone have to be a little more honest. And it'll, yeah. see, it'll probably be less people running their mouths because, one, they'll be able to be held accountable. So I, I, that's, I'm hopeful of that. There's always going to be idiots no matter what you do. But at least now we know exactly who the idiot is. So filtered them out, yeah. Yeah, so I think, I think that's cool. But, yeah, I mean, some people just shouldn't talk. Let's just be real. You know, there's just well, Twitter. Twitter is like you have the capacity, you have the ability and capacity to just say things that are on your mind. So if, if, if Tyrus and I are just driving down the street and we see someone trip and fall down, we're like, you know, you're allowed to say things like you're like, ha But on Twitter, you can just you can just say things that you would never, ever say to anyone's face. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like it's just it's verbal. Di- it's, it's mental diarrhea that just comes out into comments. You know what I'm saying? So it's just. It's just like 95% of the, the rude comments and negativity, You would, none of these people would ever say to your face. No, none and they need to know? go back to the when it was shorter, too. They need to go back to the shorter oh, characters, yeah. too. These paragraphs and, and these long-ass freaking no, uh-uh, uh, stories. No. You yeah, got, it's, you it's got 15 words. 15 words, dog. That's it. <laughs> 15 characters, actually. Yeah, yeah, just keep it short. Just keep it short. Like Twitter was cool. Remember when Twitter was cool when it first came out? Like Oh, yeah. You know, it was, it was, it was fun. You know, and then it's just unfortunately, like any, any uh, club, I got man, I got forced just, into tout, so I I got into tout, Twitter world yeah. a little late. Uh, oh, I forgot all about. If you had never brought that up again, I would have never remembered tout. Tout, Holy yeah, we WWE <laughs> invested in tout. That was a bad move, bad bad call. What the hell was tout? Yeah, it was fifteen second <laughs> videos, and then somebody wants to talk crap and see their face. You know, yeah, no one wants to their face shown. Yeah, it was 15 second videos. And then uh was it yeah, it was Ryder was in the meeting and he's Mr. Internet. And he's like, You can already do that on uh, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> and I remember Triple H just looked at him. Triple H just looked at him like you wanted to punch him in the face. Like he was just like, No, it's tout. 15 second videos. And then they had the tout, the tout board where you had to like you were sitting in front of the monitor and like, hey, you want to get a quit tout in? Like I don't, I re- uh, I don't want I to. <laughs> so, unfortunately, Tao didn't make it. No. Yeah, you know, uh, no. I had those that great Russ SummerSlam picture. Me and CM Punk took pictures with Tao. Uh, we were told to put on Tao uh, headbands <laughs> to do an autograph signing. So we both looked like really whack tennis players. But uh, yeah, because Tao Tao was the future. It was big. It was big. Uh, no one. You can't it, win them all, right? You no, you can't. You can't win them all. Can't win them all. Yeah. No, can't win them all. No, I mean, uh, there's yeah. a reason why the best. That's why I thought WrestleMania was a dumb idea. You're like, what is it? You know, WrestleMania. That sounds yeah. ridiculous. But, you know, and baseball. You know, good baseball guys. players only hits thirty percent of the time. You know, so I mean, there's a lot of failure. Is part of you can't know. It's, it's a part of it. You know, we all learn from it. And uh, you know, speaking of which, uh, what did we learn today, fellas? Uh, we learned that JTG did try to start a nap. And apparently, uh, <laughs> used my influence behind my back to further it. And unfortunately, I'm not as famous as he thought or hoped for. And he picked the wrong horse to ride on. I apologize for that. 
It's not dead yet. It's not dead yet. That's still alive. It's only dead if you quit. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. We're all we're all still good. And Johnny, that was expertise analysis on the housing situation. A little upset. I uh, was kind of hoping you'd yeah. struggle through that, but once again, you proved me wrong. Uh, kind of stole my yeah. thunder. I probably won't ask you back, but. Uh, you know, just, uh, just you know, that was actually wise. And so, you know, uh, thank you all for coming out. Definitely bringing you all back uh, for more exciting adventures. This was fun, man. It was a chance to just riff and uh, give people a little inside of what what our world is like. And uh, so appreciate you all coming. Hey, uh, where can people get a hold of you, check you out, uh, follow you on your Instagram or social media? Uh, I'm dirty, dirty Dango Curdy, because that's the first thing I thought of when they uh, WWE reached out to me and uh, said, "What do you want to change your handle to?" I was actually uh, framing something at the time, so I didn't really have a lot of time to think. So, dirty Dango Curdy on Instagram, and I actually just disconnected my Twitter, but since Elon's starting up shop, I think I'm going to reactivate it. <laughs> Same thing on Twitter. There you go. I love Elon. I want to be the first promoter on Mars. So I'm a huge Elon Musk fan. Jay. All right. You can find me on Instagram at JTG121084. Anybody asking what the 121084 is? That's my birthday. Thank you. I'll be receiving some gifts, hopefully. Um, Twitter is JTG1284. And just a little quick, anybody out there who wants a sexy as hell beard, the one like the one I'm sporting, go to SHBeardCare.com. That's right, the beard care. <laughs> And if you're looking for, if you go on my social media page and you and you love my physique, which you should, you should go to t-moss.com, testosterone boost in a CMOS. The secret is the secret is out. Get you a bottle. Wow, man, you are just a walking billboard of a plethora of information. <laughs> hey, why'd you bring me any of that stuff, bro? Yeah, he never. I got you. Got you next time. I got you next time. Yeah, he, come on, bro. He, yeah, he's never like. I have a beard. I would like some. I would like a come soft on, beard. You don't, you don't I, have a beard. Oh yeah, let me get. Talk to my lady. Get you some stuff. What's your favorite scent? Give me a scent. What scent you like? You like chocolate? Lavender. Uh, uh, clean. Like lavender? Come on. I like clean. Uh, le- yeah, lavender. I guess clean is lavender. Yeah. <laughs> let me ask my producer, Kate. Kate, would, what would you classify clean? The smell clean as? Is that like a vanilla? No, like linens. Linens. You, linens or lavender? Lemon. I got. I got strawberry lemon. Ladies love the strawberry lemonade. Summer breeze. Summer breeze. Yeah. Or yes, lavender, lavender, lavender. It is lavender. It is. All right. Well, uh, for more podcasts like this, <laughs> you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. Oh. This has been uh, Dango, JTG and Tyrus, the three wise men. For more podcasts like this, you can check us out at foxnewspodcast.com. He's the JTG. He's the dirty Dango. I'm Tyrus. Nuff said. It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox.